It's a rule I learned in school. Get your money every Friday. Happy endings are the rule. So divide up those in darkness from the ones who in light, light them up, boys. There's your picture. Drop the shadows out of This is Jennifer Stone with Stone's Throw, and today is May the 9th, 2006. Yes, 2006. Today is the birthday of Glenda Jackson. Glenda Jackson is 70 years old today. Yes. Glenda Jackson is best known as a terrific actor. I just loved her as Queen Elizabeth. She's now a member of the British Parliament. Once in a while, I hear her on the BBC. She laughs about political life, saying that, well... (laughs) She thought theater was chaotic once, but the British Parliament is idiotic, yes. Uh, she says that political life trumps the theater and the film world when it comes to goof-offs and general incompetence, yes. <laughs> I know what she means about that, yes. We all think that actors are the most um, egotistical and, uh, uh, what is that, trivial, but... Uh, Try politicians. I think that Glenda Jackson would make a splendid prime minister. I was thinking last night I glanced up at the telly and there was an old movie with Vanessa Redgrave and uh, Vanessa Redgrave as Mary Queen of Scots and Glenda Jackson as Elizabeth and Mary's going to her doom and it's a romantic picture, generic I think and uh, Elizabeth's last words to her are, Madam, if your uh, head had matched your heart, it is I who should be going to the block, that sort of thing, you know. And I thought, yes, the truth is, the head and the heart, that's what it's all about, folks. Thomas Jefferson used to talk about the head and the heart. The head must rule the heart. Anyway, uh, Linda Jackson is now... Uh, a mind, yes, a mind. I I love to hear her talking. She has these sensible things to say about uh, the British political system. She contrasts it with our system, you know. Uh, they know how to control the money, at least up to a point. Uh, they put a lid on the amount of money you can spend and the amount of time you can spend on these bloody elections. Uh, there are so many practical ways To run a country, as the Canadian writer Margaret Atwood says, uh, it's maybe better to separate the head of state from the head of government. Margaret Atwood calls herself a red Tory. She says that a head of state, you know, somebody like the Queen of England, uh, she can take on all the symbolic stuff and get the reverence and respect due to tradition, love of country, all that soap opera, personal identification stuff. And then uh, let the head of government take the flak, you know, the prime minister. 
But we mix those up in this country. I remember Nancy Reagan going over to England for the wedding. She was so upset because she had to have breakfast with Margaret Thatcher. You know, she expected to have breakfast with the Queen. She thought that, um, you know, she was the uh, royalty there. Uh, in our situation here in America, in the United States, this deference that we give to the office of the president, <laughs> it's getting out of hand. It certainly interferes with our duty to keep him in line. Prime ministers, on the other hand, can lose the job any time. You know, whenever they don't measure up, they just call an election. Uh, the prime minister is only the head of the party in power. Anyway, I digress. Uh, I'm just so upset by George W.'s wicked power plays. Um, stepping outside his constitutional role, I can't sleep nights. I feel this noose tightening around our necks. Anyway, today our business is to raise some money for KPFA. That's what we can do for our country. That's the task we have in hand. I've got, of all things, a biography of D.H. Lawrence. That's my premium. Now, what is required is a $75 contribution to KPFA. I'll try to wait till the last 10 minutes of my show when I start yelling at you to to uh, send in your cash. You know it's 510-848-KPFA or 1-800-HEY-KPFA. Yes, 1-800-HEY-KPFA spelled H-E-Y or 1-800-439-5732. Um, I was thinking, yes, if you want to call in, just in case, I have only ten copies of this big, fat uh, biography of D.H. Lawrence, The Life of an Outsider, by John Worthen, W-O-R-T-H-E-N, just in case you are passionate on the subject of David Herbert Lawrence. Ah, uh -huh, yes, <laughs> you might want to call in. This is a $30 book, so if you get a $75 subscription to KPFA, let's see, that would be $15. You're saving $15 over, uh, yes, because a regular subscription would cost you $60. You get the point anyway. Uh, of course, what you really want is your subscription to KPFA, but I was just thinking uh, how D.H. Lawrence uh is such a, what do you call that, uh, such a major modern. I remember seeing Glenda Jackson in the movie um, from his novel, Women in Love. You remember that one? Uh, the the nude wrestling scene between Oliver Reed and, and Alan Bates. Wow, that really got, got a lot of press. It startled me. Uh, Glenda Jackson plays this uh, sculptor, this um, uh, artsy, craftsy type. She's one of the independent new women. Actually, she's a school teacher, she and her sister. Uh, and she drives Oliver Reed nuts. Uh, he goes around the bend. She basically sends him off into the snow to freeze to death. Uh-huh, she emasculates him. That's the way Lawrence sees it. Ah, uh, she seems to be a feminist fury. You remember Catherine Mansfield and several other people in the D.H. Lawrence crowd 
he was upset with some of these women. Uh, he wanted them to see things his way, gender-wise. He had these curious hang-ups. But, you know, uh, for D.H. Lawrence, woman, or anyway, a desirable woman, was a kind of Isis archetype, the kind of woman, you know, that puts Osiris back together again, mythologically speaking, the woman who puts the man back together and sets him free, but brings him to life again, that sort of thing. D.H. Lawrence once wrote an iconoclastic novel about Christ, that is, uh, the Christian Christ Jesus, you know. He titled it The Escaped Cock in England, but in our country here in the U.S., the title is The Man Who Died. In the Lawrence story, Christ survives crucifixion, and uh, he has a love affair, eventually, with a priestess in the temple of Isis. She gives him a swell massage and heals his wounds. In the end, she gets pregnant, and he moves on, her mother's hovering over the scene. <laughs> yes, I, I think there's a little mama spank in D.H. Lawrence. Anyway, I loved that book when I was young. It was my first encounter you know, with a story that really boxed the compass on Christian mythology. Uh, I read that Anais Nin book about D.H. Lawrence. That was her first published book. Uh, uh, he spins the symbols, the uh, ancient archetypes, you know, and she, he gives you this resurrection myth, but with an entirely different focus. Yes, it gives an entirely new meaning to the phrase... He is risen. These days, we have scores of books and movies, you know. Uh, oh, The Last Temptation of Christ was the one that really scored a hit not too long ago. But, oh, what have we got? The Celestine Prophecy, the Da Vinci Code. They're coming out of the woodwork. Uh, now, of course, they are not uh, the Gospels, uh, Mel Gibson says he gave us those, but uh, any resemblance is purely coincidental. But these biblical stories, they're like all great literature. Uh, uh, they're metaphors, and the images evolve and change with our expanding, growing consciousness over time. D.H. Lawrence was a poet, and in many ways a prophet, uh, and like Sigmund Freud, he took the archetypes and uh, fit them into his world view. I, I loved his books, um, uh, Studies in Great American Literature. He took all the characters. You know, my favorite was the, the one in the Scarlet Letter, yes. And he sees them through his own world view. He had a wonderful essay on pornography and obscenity. I meant to bring that one today, but there isn't really time. Uh, but the essay on pornography and obscenity is a wonderful piece to use for um, students. He was also a painter, and he uh, put up an art show at some point, and the police came, and they couldn't figure out which paintings to take down as obscene. You know, pretty soon, he he, he said that, you know, anything that looked remotely genital was removed, but 
if you think about it, almost everything is either round, that is curved, or it's straight. So it gets to be a problem at some point. Anyway, uh, Freud and Lawrence, yes, those were our, our bete noirs in college. I was thinking this past weekend that it's Sigmund Freud's birthday, too. Freud uh, was 150 years old this past weekend. Now, we know that Dr. Freud got it wrong, but he got it. Just like Lawrence, you know. They had these mega metaphors. Of course, they didn't quite see it the way the women did, but they saw it. Anyway, I think that D.H. Lawrence is a true modern in that he put the primal passions on the page. Uh, never mind that he got stuck in this dominant submission paradigm at times. He was a bit touchy, you know. He was sick. He had the tuberculosis. Um, I remember one scene described in biographies uh, in which D.H. Lawrence is roughing up his wife, Frida, a very uh, tough German woman, yes, he was yelling, I am the master, I am the master, and Frida just said, oh, go ahead, be the master. What difference does it make? Anyway, uh, I think that his choice of uh, a wife lover is interesting. Um, uh, there she was, and I was looking at the pictures here again. The woman is uh, extremely overweight. She's big, and she looks... Uh, not what you would call like, uh, well, she's not a romantic figure. Let me just put it that way. Uh, now, I want to start with some little bits here on uh, D.H. Lawrence's mom. That's the place to start, of course. The book was Sons and Lovers. And once again, let me tell you what the name of my premium is. It's D.H. Lawrence, The Life of an Outsider. It's a lengthy biography, a little $30 book by John Worthen, W-O-R-T-H-E-N. And uh, let's see, what have we got here? Oh, a terrific index, which I always check out before I uh, even get into a book. It's uh, way more than 400 pages. Um, here is a quote from D.H. Lawrence. He writes, These damned books... They are the crumpled wings of my soul. They get me free before I get myself free. Yep, adored, despised, censored and ignored, D.H. Lawrence has for years been a profoundly troubling figure in the literary canon. Da-dum-da-dum. Anyway, a man who throughout his life was horribly uncomfortable in his own skin. His turbulent relationship with Frida Weekly, she was married and had three children when he met her, uh, is detailed in this book. I find Frida a fascinating woman. Uh, he had the fiery friendships with Catherine Mansfield, Ottoline Morell, Aldous Huxley. And there's all those wonderful stories about New Mexico and uh, Mabel Dodge, that sort of thing. Uh, constant struggle against convention the world wars, and, uh, of course, yes, Frida was thought to be a German spy during the war, and they had to get out of England. Um, 
He was much banned. I find that fascinating. Uh, let me look here and see what might interest you. Let me give you the phone number one more time. It's 510-848-5732, KPFA. That's 1-800-HEY-KPFA, H-E-Y-K-P-F-A. And that way, if you like, you can call in and get a copy of this book and a $75 subscription to KPFA. Once again, I have only 10 copies of this biography. Um, and there's all sorts of generic good stuff, folks, you know. We've got caps and T-shirts and sweatshirts and and all that good stuff. Uh, and if if you don't have that much ready cash, you can become a bona fide voting member for just twenty five dollars, and you get a bumper sticker free. Never mind. Uh, let me jump right into the uh, marrow of this biography. Mm-hmm. Lydia Lawrence. I have been fascinated with Lydia Lawrence. You'll find her in a book called Sons and Lovers. He writes, My mother was a clever, ironical, delicately molded woman of good old burger stock. Uh, she married below her. My father was dark, ruddy, with a fine laugh. He is a coal miner. Of sanguine temperament, warm and hearty, but unstable. He lacked principle, as my mother would have said. He deceived her, lied to her. She despised him. He drank. I remember the movie with Wendy Hiller as the mother. Anyway, telling and retelling the story of the marriage, um, Lawrence showed how he was its product. He was something which her final illness compelled Lawrence, yes, uh, to write about. His book, the book was called Paul Morell, um, before it was called Sons and Lovers. Uh, Lydia's cancer is described in much detail, very sad, and uh, the truth is that he and his sister helped her to die. Uh, he, they gave her the morphia. Uh, in those days, um, that was not such an unusual thing to do. Uh, let's see... He talks about the mask, the mask of death and uh, the sadness. Uh, Amelia is here. Amelia. Hi, Jennifer. How are you? Yes, I'm just looking for, I, you know, it's so hard to gut a book in about exactly. five minutes, you know. This stuff is all so heavy. Um this is about, you know, D.H. Lawrence's sexuality and how his mother was repelled by sexuality. But, of course, he thought that she wanted him. Well, now, how do we talk about things like that? <laughs> you know? Well, I'm not sure if we, if we get to do that and I do it justice so. in the less than ten minutes that we have right now. But I think that that's why it is uh, imperative for listeners to subscribe to KPFA. And as a thank you gift, you're able to get the book, D.H. Lawrence, The Life of an Outsider. And John Worthen actually did a lot of research in this book and was very, very... Um, 
has put it together very eloquently and um and it's you know the new yorker says where then single volume life has the merit of pursuing a theme de- de- sorry can't read this delectable in nice? every phase of lawrence's life his perpetually renewed isolation and i think this was uh, a man that you know just really um you know in a lot of ways was in a lot of uh Angst. <laughs> yeah, he was not a fun guy, you know. His uh, the the great love of his life, Frida, you know, she had to give up her th- three children. She didn't really expect that to happen, but he seems to think that she should just have, you know, walked away from them. But uh, I I don't know. I find it fascinating uh, the uh, the life they led and the fact that she was willing to go along with this totally impossible man. Uh, the death scenes are fascinating, but I always go right to the death scenes. Now, maybe that's a problem I have because they did they did have some fun and, you know, they seemed to know just about everybody who was interesting in those days. Uh, mostly they didn't have any money. It reminds me of James Joyce. You know, they seemed to be wandering all over Europe and stuck here and there and these wars going on and living on uh, scraps and depending on... Uh, Friends, I mean, the man died when he was 45. You know, he kept lying out in the sun trying to suck up enough sun to to keep him alive. Uh, Mm -hmm. Fascinating guy. Exactly. And right now we're actually talking of a different livelihood of sorts. We're talking about KPFA's livelihood for the next uh, week and a half, two weeks and a half that we're here asking for you to pledge your support for KPFA, for cover to cover, for Jennifer Stone and her remarkable commentary, that uh, literary commentary that she affords us here week after week. We have a few people to thank. We have a limited amount of books to offer as a thank you gift for your $100 pledge. I'm sorry. I'm 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 $75. Uh, $75 yes, $75 pledge, which is not a whole lot. It's $6.25 no. Uh, cents a month. Get you this thirty dollar exactly. biography. If you are, if you become a sustainer and you get the satisfaction mm-hmm. of actually sustaining us, of keeping us here, keeping us alive, I have a few people to thank. Jennifer Ray Woolink from Oakland has called and pledged to support for cover to cover for KPFA. He's called eight four eight five seven three two. Oh, thanks. I'm looking at this picture of his mother, Lydia Lawrence. She looks like an aunt of mine, this sort of frail, quivering, um, refined lady, you know, with the coal miner husband drunk. And, yeah, that's the way I was raised, I remember. (laughs) Yes, you know, the frail wife and the rowdy, noisy husband. Who played that in the movie? Trevor Howard. The great Trevor Howard played his dad, I think. Yes, Uh, I, I mustn't... Uh, refer to the movies because they of course aren't the real thing but 1885 he was born died 1930 mm-hmm. yes the the great loves are listed here yes jesse chambers number one. Oh, golly these women these faces you know i don't know what it is but lately you know when we look at faces in photographs they're so so now and they just these ladies that, you know, they don't have plucked eyebrows. Never mind. We must give out the phone number again. 510-848-KPFA. That's 510-848-5732 or 1-800-HEY-KPFA. 
That's right. We also have Vivian Burden Rowe who called in, pledging her support for KPFA. Thank you so much. And Ray Kidd from Oakland also pledged his support for Cover to Cover for KPFA, keeping the arts alive. And, you know, it's becoming more and more rare, unfortunately. That's so we have to make sure that we keep it alive here on listener-sponsored radio. And, you know, Jennifer, Lou Hill had this vision of actually keeping the arts alive. And uh, it's in our statement. It's in our uh, mission statement. And I think that that is something that is such a wealth that we have here of all the authors that have walked in through these doors and have been interviewed and have been talked about. And, and the wealth that we have of programmers such mm-hmm. as yourself, Jennifer that have been here for quite a while. We're going to have Jack Foley tomorrow doing a wonderful poetry special. All this coming to you. And filmmakers like Vivian Verdon Rowe who just called in. That's right. right. Yes, mm-hmm. I remember her pictures. I'm looking here at all these wonderful pictures of Mexico and D.H. Lawrence. He had some of the most uh, British, English ideas about uh, uh, people uh, of color i remember reading some of it and the poor guy you know he's this little slip of a man he's so thin and he seemed to uh, associate them of course with with the sun with power with passion with that sort of thing all all archetypes and cliches like freud uh but i just you know i just find this stuff so yummy it's so emblematic of that period that history uh what i would call the what do we call it? The disappearing, <laughs> the, the the disappearing Anglo. This poor little guy. He was so sick. I remember all of those tubercular people. They used to come out to Arizona where I grew up, and you know they would sit around and drink and uh, fade away. Let's see. I'm looking at some of his paintings, and they right. are fascinating. I I I can see why the police had trouble deciding. You know, which of his paintings should be taken down as obscene. (gasps) He's got pubic hair on one of these paintings. You know, I mean, good heavens, they didn't have that in Playboy until uh, the 70s, I think. No, no, by then they had the Van Dyke cuts, you know. But no, this is a fascinating picture. Some mother, yeah, mother with two children and a man in the picture, but she's got pubic hair. Good heavens. No wonder, no wonder they closed down his art shows, you know. That's true, Jennifer, and we only have two minutes left here. And, uh, you know, the Atlantic Journal-Constitution says, a fine, cogent, and carefully reasoned book, and surely a major contribution. This is what we're talking about today. John Worthen's book on D.H. Lawrence, The Life of an Outsider, is what we're able to offer you as a thank you gift with your $75 pledge. We only have seven copies left if you'd like to. Uh, subscribe to that. It's a, a book, a hefty book. It's, mm-hmm. uh, I believe it's like $35. So if you think about mm-hmm. it, you know, you get the satisfaction of subscribing, keeping KPFA alive, mm-hmm. and also of getting this thank you gift. Really, the thank you gift, the gift that we're giving you is KPFA here mm-hmm. alive, bringing you the programming that we do. 1-800-439-5732 is the number to call if you're in Petaluma, if you're in San Francisco, if you're if you're out there in in the different area codes four one five seven zero seven six five zero south of the bay, um, you know you're more than welcome to call our eight hundred number one eight hundred four three nine five seven three two, or if you're in Berkeley, Oakland, and uh, Hayward that area in the five ten, you can call eight four eight 
888-528-5732. We have all lines available right now. We need you to go to the phone, get us on a good start in making sure that KPFA stays alive, that we continue to be able to bring you the programming that we do. Mm-hmm. The only way we do that is by you because imagine, we're listeners subscribed. Yeah, imagine a time when in the late 20s when Lady Chatterley's lover blew the roof off. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you look around today and you wonder, yes. uh, All the sexual taboos broken, yes. uh, uh, No, uh, I can't imagine what it would take these days to get a book banned. Oh, I know what it would take to get a book banned, yes. Politics. Right. (laughs) Yes. I wanted to take this opportunity to thank the food donors today, Arismendi, Wings and Strings, Catered Productions, Peaberry's Coffees and Teas, and Trader Joe's have been the ones that have been feeding our volunteers that are waiting for your call. And many thanks to the volunteers that are there waiting for the call for the subscribers to call in. We need we need you. We need you to uh, be able to continue bringing you the programming. We don't run commercials. We're not bringing you the How to Lose Weight in 10 Days uh, <laughs> book. We're bringing you valuable literature here that sustains you in a different way. And you need, and in return, we ask you to sustain us. 1-800-439-5732-848-5732. Jennifer, I want to thank you for being here and exploring this book on the air. Thank you for helping me plug, dear. Uh, trying to raise money is not my strong suit, but I know you're out there, people, and I know you will keep us alive, and we thank you so much. It's our life's blood you're giving. Until next Tuesday at 3 o'clock, go easy. And if you can't go easy... Go as easy as you can. Happy endings are the rules. So divide up those in dark. You're listening to KPFA, KPFC in Berkeley, KFCF in Fresno. 